Hey everyone, this is Anthony with Tornado Tag Podcast. This is interview number two, um, and we have on the phone the Dark Horse, Johnny Moran. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, really. You know, just hanging out, being in quarantine. Yeah, right. We're all we're all kind of locked up. Hopefully, hopefully this does end um, sooner than later, so we can get back to uh, get back to wrestling. Cause I, I don't know, but I, I'm sure you more than me, cause I just go and watch the shows and you're, you're part of it, man. I miss it. I miss the environment. I miss seeing everybody. It's just, uh, just thinking about going back gives me like those little chills. Like I'm, I can't wait to hear the music hits again. And like, I'm just pumped. Yeah, me too. Um, like the only like good thing that I would say, like came out of it. Like I got to catch up on a lot of like, shows i've missed like especially like nxt uk like i loved that when it first started but like just with my schedule like i wasn't i didn't have time to like watch it so like i went back and i watched everything i missed and like now i'm back in love with it now i'm like oh man i wish another episode would come out you know Mm -hmm. i i tried watching it when it first came out i gotta i gotta give another shot like i think the venue looks gorgeous that ballroom they use the problem is the first Mm -hmm. couple of times i watched it every single guy has the same haircut and they all wear the same Ah! trunks you're (laughs) you're my girlfriend yeah what christina marie says they all look the same everyone has your slick back hair and a freaking beard yeah (laughs) <laughs> They're different now. They're different. You got to watch it now. You got to get to the like more recent episodes, like probably the end of 2019, the beginning of uh, 2020. Yeah. Like as soon as Walter comes on the scene, like everything starts to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely got to get back in because there's a lot of talent there I'm a fan of. But the problem is, is like the guys who I was seeing them for, first off, I'm like, they're super talented, but they all kind of have the same wrestling style. They all have the same look. It was kind of like, can someone ha- like I'm a gimmick guy? Like, can someone come out in like a mask or something? Can we get something interesting here? Like, I want a li- at least one oh, gimmick yeah, no, for they show. Have, um, yeah, they have Legero in it now, and he was like even like before I started wrestling or anything like on the independence, he was like the mask guy from the UK that did uh, like luchador luchador esque uh, performances. Mm-hmm. So he's there now, um, and he came after like. I'm telling you, like, start it from when Pete Dunn wrestles Walter at that takeover mm-hmm. and watch it from there on, and you'll see what I mean. Like, things change, people are different, and not everybody has a slick back hair and a beard. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'll definitely put it on my list. Another thing I have to try to catch up on is, uh, is NWA. Because now that they're really not putting, I think they just put a new episode out yesterday. They were saying, but they, I guess they took literally a break. last night. Yeah, so I have to, I have to catch up on NWA Power. That that was one I always watched when I did the stair stepper at the gym. So I 
am caught up and I need to watch last night's episode now. Yeah. How do you feel about the no audience things? Are, are you completely against it? Are you uh, like, because like, for example, like Header on our show, he he's like, I, he goes, even if it's good, man, and the stories are there, it's so hard for me to watch it. It's just not, I, I have to wait till it comes back to normal. I can't watch it. He's completely checked out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's rough. Um, I, I think what they're doing is great and trying to keep it like up and current for everyone. But you know, it's so hard to watch without an audience. Like yeah. you're, you're almost better off doing all the cinematic stuff. Like I love the money in the bank. I love, yeah, I had fun with it. Mm-hmm. you know, we'll never like, get those again. Those right. And like, I enjoyed the heck out of those. Well, did you see that uh, Sting released himself from his Legends contract? So the chances of getting a cinematic Lesnar, I mean, uh, uh, Taker versus Sting, Sting is probably not going to happen now. Yeah, I, I saw that this morning, actually. Yeah, I'm not a big Sting guy, to be honest. He doesn't do it for me. Um, I was huge in the Sting when I was, like, little, and he had the, you know, the bleach blonde hair with the face. The Stinger, the yeah. The bright colors, like yeah, I was never a big like Crow Sting fan. As soon as he went that way, like that's when I turned away from him. Yeah, I watched Sting. Like I seen first time I seen Sting, and then I didn't know this as a kid that like him and Warrior were tag team partners, so they kind of each took the gimmick into the like into their respective promotions. But I was like, this guy's right. a low budget. He's a, he's a low budget warrior. He's doing the same face paint and everything. I was like, I'm not interested. And then he did the crow thing. I was like, really, dude? Like, be original. Then he went to TN, uh, TNA and he did the Joker face paint. I was like, I'm completely done with this guy. <laughs> like, he has no, he doesn't have an original bone in his body. He's always he's always trying to bite off some pop culture thing. Like, I was just like, I'm over him. And then I watched him wrestle. And I was like, he's Bret Hart. Super technical. He's super like he's really good at what he does, but. It's not keeping me interested for thirty minutes. <laughs> like, it's not my no. style. It's not my style. Like, I like technical wrestling. Just that style of technical wrestling is not for me. Like, I could watch a Daniel Bryan. I could watch something like that. But like, I was never really high on Bret Hart. He didn't do it for me either. I was just like, oh, all right, whatever. Now Owen didn't like the I Quit match. No, I mean Stone Cold really? was all right in it, but just I don't know. It didn't do it for oh, me. Yeah, on. I was so anti-Brett. Really? Yeah, I I really bought into the Brett Sean feud, and I was just like, anytime Brett was on, I was like, like, good night. I'm gonna take a nap. Oh. <laughs> I really, yeah, I was a, I was a huge Shawn Michaels mark. <laughs> whenever whenever I like show people like wrestling that never have seen wrestling, like that's the match I show, like Brett and Brett and uh, Austin. Austin wrestled at thirteen. Yeah. And and Brett gigged him that match, right? Brett's the one who cut him. Yes. Yeah. yeah he let him cut him. That's interesting. That's crazy. It's one of those interesting behind yeah. the scenes stories. Um, all right. So let, well, let's. Well, on that note, where uh, where did you? Where was your start off uh, watching wrestling? Can you remember your first wrestling experience? Um, I don't remember my first wrestling experience because I was so so young, um, but. It was because of my brother James. My brother James uh, was a huge wrestling fan. And, you know, he was my older brother, so I wanted to be like my older brother. And he used to bring home, like, he had a cassette tape he made for me that I ended up ripping and destroying a, like, WrestleMania 2, like, cassette tape that, like, had the recording of the match. Um, I used to play with his LJNs. Like, my first memories are playing with his, like, massive ljns and like smacking them together mm-hmm. while i had he pre-recorded like all these saturday night main events and uh 
so I had those on cassette tapes that I would just put on while I would play with my wrestlers. So, what's the age difference be between a, you and your brother? Uh, he's ten years older than me. Okay, so you're you're very similar to me. My me and my little brother are eleven years apart. So it's like that's a different t- yeah. style of brother growing up because it's not like you have that close age thing where you're like at each other's throat and it's like it's more or less like you're like if you're younger it's kind of like you look up to him almost like a parent figure not so much a brother figure and if you're the older figure it's kind of like you're looking at them as like you're raising you're, you're like everyone's like you want kids it's like no they're like why i'm like i raised my little brother i'm good i experienced it yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah 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 so like if it was one match i'd probably say it was uh hulk hogan uh versus macho man randy savage with james buster douglas as the outside enforcer or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's from saturday night man that there's only two matches on that episode that's how much i know this like <laughs> whole show were a you to Z. were you a hulkamaniac or were you yeah. a, were you a macho man guy uh, i was a hulkamaniac yeah. when i was a kid i was a macho, I, I was a macho I, man guy <laughs> yeah see but like my problem was like i loved everyone yeah and like I was I was the kid that like when people were like oh wrestling is stupid and fake like I would defend people like if they're or like <laughs> even if my friends were like oh you like Hulk Hogan like I was like yeah but I like the lot the Macho Man too like I like Ravishing Rick Rude mm-hmm. um, I like the Ultimate Warrior like I everybody was so unique and everybody was so different that like like I still do it now like I'll watch stuff and I'll just be like oh man look at how they did this or look how mm-hmm. someone did that and I'm just like everybody was so different and that's a lot of like even like now like i know there's there was a promoter that like told someone why i wasn't getting a push is because like moran doesn't do drop kicks and i'm like i can do drop kicks but you see everybody else in every other match do a drop kick why am i gonna do a suicide dive yeah everybody does a suicide dive in every match why am i gonna do a house show that everybody's doing a house show dive. yeah like that's what I kind of miss about wrestling. Like everyone was so unique back then. Like you see the big boot with the leg drop, Hulk Hogan. Simple. Like, no one else did that on the card. You know what I mean? Like now it's like, oh, I do the sling blade. This other guy does the sling blade. Also, this other guy does the sling blade. Mm-hmm. Fifteen Canadian destroyers. Take this. <laughs> exactly. And then like that poor guy. You know, PD Williams is trying to end the match with that. And like two matches before that, you saw a guy do it four times and didn't affect it to anybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I even like looking at like, we'll just kind of dip into a little bit here and we'll, we'll back to we'll Tarantino it. But like how you were saying too, at like PPW, I look for like you're one of the names of the card that I look forward to watching. As well as like or my my like Andy, even though he's on the show, like I'm not trying to put him over super heavy, mm-hmm. but like because you guys <laughs> understand that style of wrestling where you don't have to be flashy flippies and doing all this aerial and stuff that like I guess your normal wrestling fan today is dra- gravitated to like like even with Deshaun, like you guys had you 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 where you guys don't do the same moves you're gonna watch all night long, you have more you guys have more ring psychology where like an older school fan like myself is like, oh, they're telling a story in there. Whether either be your yeah, your moves, well, whether it be your facial expressions, whether it be your banter between the ropes, like I like the stuff like that. So every time I'm on a card, I'm like, "Where's Moran? Circle it. 
even though I do wish you were defending your title more. I circle it. I'm like, all right, Johnny's here. Uh, <laughs> oh, Johnny's in another triple threat or in another another mix match challenge. Cool. Let's uh, circle that. I'm still excited to see it, but I wish he was defending his belt, um, <laughs> which is obviously probably not your fault. But uh, and then I look where Deshaun is. Yeah. I circle that, and I look where Header is. And then if we're lucky enough to have Bro Keller on the show, I look for that one as well. Ah, I love Bro. Yeah, he's someone that I never got a chance to work that like it kind of kills me that I haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the the four names you said that literally I've, you know, I've called matches with Andy. I've called matches with Deshaun. The only one I haven't called it with is bro, but we literally look at the card. We see who's on it. And you could tell we watch the shows. Like I've literally been at outbreak or not outbreak. I'm sorry. Atomic with Andy. And I've watched Andy watch every single match. Mm -hmm. And before our match no we were the first match but i remember after the match like he saw somebody do something a couple times and he's like ah they probably should have like paid attention to the whole card and that's the thing like a lot there's a lot of people out there that's like oh i do this 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 and this it's like all right great but if it's somewhere that you're at every single month they're gonna know this this and this yeah like you want to get over your finisher so that when you hit it you know possibility matches over is now but I do know like obviously when you're way. when you're at a wrestling promotion obviously you have to you get to kind of go with the promoters and stuff but here's the one thing I kind of now just kind of being I've only been behind the curtain maybe once or three or four different shows now so I, I am learning and I, I, it's a, it's another side of wrestling that I never really got to experience but I was telling Andy I was like man it's really cool when like when you guys did the rumble and like everyone kind of went to header like oh where do I come in where do I go out what spot should I do like you, he kind of like orchestrated that rumble a little bit and kind of put it together and I was like man if I, I like if more guys kind of had that mentality like you just said there we're like not like a locker room leader but like hey guys before we go in here like let's not do 15 of the same move or let's let's each all like because because like sometimes obviously the main event is where you're, you're gonna get your eyes but to me like that show that match right before intermission or the right after intermission is where like i'm like okay these guys are gonna go out there and do exactly what they need to do and those matches excite me the most because i'm like i know i'm going to see something different from those matches that i'm going to see at the end of the night and you have to like build that right. card and i think a lot of people get caught up in that newer style where you have to everyone has to be the young bucks and kenny omega you know it's just it's just interesting to see how that works. Now the cool thing with PBW is it seems it seems to me that they do kind of as long as you follow the story that they have in place, they are kind of open with you guys doing what you have to do in the ring. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. It, it, kind of, it, it does give you cre- creative control or freedom. Yeah, it's yeah, it's usually the uh, like the endings like they may want something specific, but that's that's anywhere you go. Yeah. I. I've been at places where it's like A to Z, we want you to do all this. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's not fun. You're not, you're not being like, I look at it as art. Like you're not making art then. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely a cool locker room, man. The, the talent of PPW has definitely won me over. Like, it's just like, they're so, it's just, they're super impressive. Like you have the guys there mm-hmm. and then you have all the, the, the house of glory guys. I mean, I'm like, and they're just like, on another level like those guys come in ready and they're prepared and they're just polished at what they do they're so talented yeah yeah definitely yeah pbw is a great experience and if you if you're listening to this and you haven't gone to a pbw show as soon as this outbreak is over this uh outbreak as soon as this pandemic is over um outbreak is another one you should go check out but uh definitely see these local wrestling shows they're such they're a really really good time i promise you um if if a big name is what sells you a ticket, then awesome. But I I truly truly believe, and I, I say this a lot to the PBW fans, is 
don't come, like I know like the one or two times I went to shows and they, maybe they didn't have a marquee name like oh like this big name's coming in so not as many people showed up that day and I was like that's not fun that's not fair to me that's not fair to you guys and that's kind of it kind of pissed me off like I was kind of upset a little bit because I was like I believe that roster has earned enough of your respect that you don't need a big name in there to to fill those bleachers because I think the talent that's there is so talented. It, and you know what? I'll be perfectly honest with you. You know, it it is discouraging. Like when you see, I don't know. Let's just throw John Doe as the name out there, is the name that's coming in, and then the comment below is, "Is that it?" It's like I'm there every damn month. Like, is that it? Yeah. Are you serious? Like, come on. Like, if you're really a fan, like, are you a fan of PPW or are you just a fan of meeting some wrestler? that was on TV. Yeah. Like, cause you never know who's going to be on TV. And then it's like, if they saw that comment, they're going to remember you. Like, I remember exactly who said that, you yeah. know what I mean? And they come, Hey man, <laughs> you're like, Oh, Oh, now yeah, exactly. How you doing? Yeah. It's like, Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll be like honest. A like, month ago, you were just saying who else is here. Yeah. I'll tell. I'll be. I'm gonna be honest. So far, that all the PBW shows I've been to, when they don't have what you would consider like what most of the fans there would consider the marquee name, I thought they were. I thought they were better shows because you didn't have to kind of cater into that marquee name for 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 that big match at the end. Like one of my favorite shows was the one that was Veda Scott and the Blue Meanie, and everyone. It was one of those shows where people were like mm-hmm. that it, and I thought that show was fantastic because the PPW cra- right. uh, talent really really showcased that night. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Blue Meanie's just a sweetheart. He's one of my favorite up. people of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's a great dude. Yeah. And Veda Scott was awesome because, you know, how we we're, you know, PPW's women's division definitely needs more more people in there. So, you know, we have more, more little more variety. Um, and Veda Scott was a good entry for that night. I thought it was really fun that she was there, and I thought it was a great match. Yeah, I think she's she's been there either twice or three times. There may be one before I started dating Christina that she was there. Yeah. But I know she's been there twice since Christina's been wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how you're saying, you, you know, you were inspired by your older brother, you, you know, getting into it. You kind of mm-hmm. variety of your wrestling, uh, you know, superstar fandom. Um, when when did you hit, you know, you're, you're getting older. Have you always carried over your wrestling fandom? Did, was there ever, did you ever take a break in between there? Um, not there. I didn't take a break, but uh, – like I amateur wrestled in college. I'm not going to give you the story of like, Oh, I thought I was walking into steel chairs and tables and stuff. Cause <laughs> it was like, the I love when people say that and they're like, Oh, I was confused. I, I, I thought there'd be ropes and stuff. Like, <laughs> you not look up what you were getting into. Yeah. <laughs> but, Wait, um, uh, uh, excuse me, coach. I don't want to wear this singlet. Uh, I'd rather wear jeans, <laughs> jean shorts. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my where's my sparklers? Like, <laughs> I knew what I was getting into with yeah. it. Um, but I remember I wore a Brock Lesnar off the hook pain T-shirt. And are we allowed to curse on here? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so my wrestling coach and like I was just there like to wrestle, and I was cutting weight that week, so like my head was not. Like thinking like, oh, my wrestling coach is going to get pissed off because I'm wearing a WWE shirt. Um, He's like, he saw me like, I I ended up getting like single leg by one of my teammates. And uh, he's like, oh, it's not a fucking tombstone, brother, brother, brother. And he went like that. And I'm like, 
fuck is going on right now? Yeah. And he he was like, uh, he's like, don't wear that fucking bullshit in this fucking room. We do real shit in here. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Do you realize the guy who oh. I'm wearing the shirt of was one of the best college collegiate wrestlers of all time? You ignorant oh, mother. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, you ignorant but shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you ain't going to have that argument on the mat at that time. And yeah. Like, then, like, later on down the road, we had, like, a party at his house for, like, his, like, 40th birthday or something like that. And his wife invited us because we were all in college at that point. And uh, he... Uh, that was the only time he ever really like yelled at me, yelled at me. Yeah. And like, he pulled me aside that night and he's like, Hey man, like, I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I yelled at you that one time about wearing that wrestling shirt. And I, and then I told him, I'm like, you know, that wrestler that you made fun of was like an NCAA champion. And he's like, no shit. And I'm like, and yeah. then I, I don't, I don't think he was gone by the, he was definitely gone. I think he was in UFC at that point. Yeah. Um, and that's what I said. I'm like, he's getting in the UFC now. I'm like, it's another avenue. Like, I, I understand, like, you know, it's stage versus, like, an actual fight and a struggle. But, like, you know, you shouldn't knock everybody for what they're wearing. Yeah. It's not like, you know, I was it's, wearing anything offensive or anything. It's one of those things where, like, the wrestling community is so open arms. Well, for the most part. There is some weird fans. But for the most part, like, yeah. you could be anything and still somehow getting to wrestling and for the most part, everyone's going to accept you with open arms. But if you're a wrestler who tries to then go do something else besides wrestling, it's like it's like a stigma. Like, oh, you were a wrestler, bro, and now you want to do this? It's like, what? Like, why does it have to be like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar can leave MMA and come to wrestling, and everyone's like, sweet, well, for the most part. A lot of people shit on Ronda. But, uh, but it was like, sweet. But like, oh, I'm going to go and leave MMA or wrestling and go do MMA, and they're like, bullshit this is fucking stupid like no man like i don't know it's just weird i i always felt bad for cm punk for that because like i remember when he was going into his first fight and i'm like oh jesus christ if he loses like you'll never hear the end of it there i know and like <laughs> and he lost three times and i'm just like ah oh, man but like, no one talks when james tony heavyweight champion went to ufc and got destroyed by frank uh, by uh by randy couture you know what i mean like that no one talks about that yeah yeah, and like, and I always feel bad because it's just like the guy wanted to do something, and then he went out and did what yeah. he wanted to do. Like, why That's... win, lose, draw? Like, he did what he wanted to do. Who cares? He put the work in. It's not like he sat in home yeah. and said, oh, "I'm going to show up this week and wrestle and, and get in the cage and get my ass kicked." No, he went to the gym and he what? worked his ass off. Like. Who cares if you go out there right. and lose? Like you, you at least tried. You know what I mean? And that, that's a that's a society thing too. Where like even like for this podcast, I probably have people who listen. Like, why the hell does he think he's important enough to have a podcast? Because I want to try it. Right. You know what I mean? I don't see you doing anything. You just sit in your couch and you're criticizing. And that goes for really anything. Like, if you want to be a wrestler, exactly. go be a wrestler. And if your family and friends are gonna make fun of you for doing it, screw them. Because at least you're putting your work in to go to school to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. So speaking of that, when did you? decide that you're going to, you know, pursue the, the wrestling the path and, and, and enter a school. And, and if, what school was it that you went into? Um, so I got done with college. I ended up getting into bodybuilding for a little while. Mm -hmm. like three. Cause it's uh, like when I first had my debut match, my last show was right, like right after my debut match. Um, but I, I got into bodybuilding because I've, I've always been fascinated with, like, bodybuilding. Like, sometimes I'm out of shape. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, recently I haven't been in the greatest shape. But, um, you know, it's something that I have a passion for and that I always, like, loved. Like, even in high school I did powerlifting on the powerlifting team. 
but um, after my probably my third or fourth year doing uh, bodybuilding, I I messaged my friend Mike Mitchell and another friend that no one knows. His name's Eric. That's been my friend since we were little kids. And I was like, I wonder if we could like actually wrestle. Like, there's got to be somewhere that we can actually wrestle. And I remember when I was in college. I looked up wrestling schools in Scranton and because I've lived in Scranton my whole life. Is that like where you one year? Is that like where you grew up and raised is the Scranton area? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so I looked it up. I remember in college and there was nowhere near except for Allentown. And I always, and like this, and like I've said it multiple times, like I saw that the wild Samoans was an hour away from me. It's in Allentown. Well, they were in Hazelton like, for a little while. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, how old are you? I don't know your actual age. I'm, I'm 31. 31. So, so I'm, I'm, when they were, so you were like high school yeah. when they were still. Because I'm 33, so you were still younger when they still were out of Hazelton. Yeah. 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 This, like, I was probably like 25, 26 when I was looking at the two wrestling schools. But yeah. even when I was in college, like they were in Allentown because they had the video of them running. Like they had like a little like cinematic trailer that I ended up finding out that uh, John Trotsky made of them like running around the blocks of Allentown. And um, I'm like, there's no way. Cause like, even then, like I've had a full time job since, or a part time job at least, since I've been 15 years old. My dad's rule was if you want a car and you want a phone, you gotta have a job and pay for everything. So I've had a part time job or full-time job since I've been 15 years old. So I knew with my schedule and everything, I like to work out for like two hours a day and there's no way I'm not, I'm going to make it to a two hour drive and then work out two hours and um, get my work in and plus my schoolwork plus amateur wrestling at that time too. Mm-hmm. So like, it was kind of out of the picture when I, even when I left college, like, I just was like, I, I guess, I guess there's no schools that I can actually get into this. At. So then later on, I looked up, I did the same Google search, like wrestling schools near Scranton. And then it said wrestling school in Scranton. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, this, this can't be real. And it ended up being backbreakers training center. So I ended up contacting Mike Mitchell that's wrestling on the indie still. Um, and my buddy Eric, and I'm like, do you guys want to do this? So they had like when they trained. So I saw, I think it was Tuesday nights and we went down there on a Tuesday night. And I remember right before we walked in, I was like, I watch all these shoot interviews and all these, uh, backstage interviews and stuff like that where they're out of character and they always say that there's like a shindy guy. So I'm like, we're not signing anything and we're not giving anybody any money. So we'll give them a good heart. Maybe. So we all go in there. We end up meeting Justin glory ended up being a very nice guy. Um, we stood still like, we were like, Oh, well we'll get back to you to make sure like this can work out with our schedule. I remember getting in the car me and Mike Mitchell were both like, all right, we'll come back next week. We'll sign up, pay our dues, whatever. Then my buddy Eric was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is going to happen. 
and literally that next week me and Mike Mitchell gave our money to Justin Glory and we started training. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a really big fan of 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 the of what Backbreakers does when it comes to you know training. A lot of people have come out of there. I've yet to go see a Backbreakers show, but I definitely definitely mm-hmm. want to get up there to go see it. Yeah, that's that's where I debuted. Um, now, mind you, like I didn't stop training there either. So mm-hmm. I trained there for like over a year. Um, then I started doing matches. I ended up uh, training at the Sanctuary with John Trotsky. Um, and now I currently train at the Underdogs PPW School with Mikey Whipwreck and uh, Tommy Sway. Okay, nice. So now, I'm kind of, kind of a... Right, now, when you say you train there, are you training? Are you, all, are you coaching as well or just training? Um, at the PPW School, I do... Uh, have a class normally on Wednesday nights. Obviously, with all this going on, there's mm-hmm. no class on Wednesday night. It's whip rack on Monday, me on Wednesday, and Tommy Swade on Saturday. And that's and that's pretty much in the in the same gym. Like yes. In the, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I mean it, it's a great experience for me. Tony had faith in me to help train the kids, and I was honored to even be in name next to those guys you know what i mean because they've done so much tommy and mikey whipwreck mm-hmm. and you know like i go just to literally sometimes i don't even do anything in the ring with mikey or tommy like i'm i'm there just to learn the little tips that they're giving the kids you know yeah now how long how long have you been uh wrestling like you're like What's your what's your tenure now? How long have you been doing this? Uh, six years. Six years. Do you remember your debut match? Yeah. I do. It was against all that Keita Murray and uh, Kit Cassidy, and my tag partner at the time was uh, Dan Blazer. <laughs> what, what was your What was yeah. your going in? Were you nervous, scared? How did how What was those that that first match feeling? Uh, I kind of want to get it over with. I remember that. Like, we were main event because, like, those three graduated in November and I graduated in March. Um, it was WrestleMania 31 because, like, what Justin used to do, he used to have a show before the pay-per-view. And then people would pay for the pay-per-view and watch the wrestling show before it or just come for the pay-per-view afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, like they were in like this little triple threat feud thing. And then like they brought me in as like Dan's bodyguard. And then we ended up having a tag match the next month. And it was, you know, I was so excited to get out there, but I just remember like standing in the back. I'm like, God, like, cause I knew like anything like nerve wise or how I was going to feel or whatever was going to come out in this first match. So I'm like, I just need to get this over. Once I get over this hump, we'll be fine. Like, smooth sailing from here. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, as far as, like, nervous, I wasn't nervous because, like, like, when I wrestled amateur, I was wrestling amateur in front of people. When I, I did plays in high school, like, I spoke in front of, in front of people. And that's what I kind of always told myself. I'm like, 
why are you going to get nervous in front of like 10 people when you've been in front of hundreds? You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, do you prefer so, do you prefer playing the babyface role or the heel role? Uh depends on the uh situation, really. Like cuz I like doing both. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if I like one better than the other. Um I I I just have fun wrestling. So like the only time I hate doing anything, I hate being like the tweener. So like the guy that's like half heel, half baby face. Like yeah. I'd rather either just all the way heel, all the way baby face. I hate this like in between stuff. Like yeah. Who do you think? We'll just stick with. Well, this would be a PPW question. But who do you think are some of your favorite heels in PPW at the moment that you like when you watch them go out there and do the thing? You're like, okay, I'm a fan of what they do. Uh, Clutch Adams. Yeah. Number one heel. You know what I mean? Like. I remember when they brought him in and they wanted him to be a baby face. And I literally went up to him. I'm like, you're a baby face. And he goes, right, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I know. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen you baby face. He's like, bro, I know. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, he, I love when they let him. I know it was kind of like a, a thing where a lot of the, the the heels don't go out to the public and and do stuff out in front of people. Um, but for some, for some reason, they gave him the spot right by uh, right by the, do- the entryway there, and he was just heckling fans. Mm. It was it was it was gorgeous. It was so fun. And like people and like as they're walking by, it's like, yo, I'm the champ. You're not gonna buy my headshot. You're not gonna you're not gonna pay for this right now. And and, and he's like putting people on the spot. I was like, this is gorgeous. I love it. It was awesome. <laughs> Well, there, I, I remember being in the back, like, like, like when I tell you, like he was begging to be a heel and I don't, I don't know if they had no plans for him to do something as babyface or what, but I remember somebody saying like, go ahead, clutch, go out there and be a heel during intermission and, and prove me that you could be a heel. And he went out there and went off on this little girl on her birthday <laughs> and it was tremendous. And from that moment on, he was healed. <laughs> I was a big fan of, uh, of of Mason as as a heel. I know he's a face now, but oh my god, he was he was fantastic as a heel too. Yeah, yeah, Mason's very good too. Him and that that promo they did with him in the Evander, I like the best friend stepbrothers thing. Was 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 yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, once again, one of those House of Glory guys. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, Nice. Now, uh, do you have any any funny or maybe embarrassing stories of that you've experienced uh, in between the ropes? Uh, probably not in between the ropes. I think the uh, the most notable one is the me pooping my pants in the, at Excellence um, Professional Wrestling. So oh. I had a stomach bug. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not know about this. Entire, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's on multiple podcasts, so it's not, it's not an OG story. Um, so I had like a stomach bug, like the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before the Saturday show. Mm-hmm. And I was literally the Friday I was thinking about like messaging, like I'm not coming. Cause like, I was just like so sick, but like towards the end of Friday night, I was like, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, dying here anymore. I guess, I guess this is okay. 
So when I got there, I, I told the owner, Dave, I was like, Dave, listen, like whatever I'm doing, like, just like, I'm telling my opponent, like they can't hit me in the stomach. I'm like, could you just please make sure nobody's going to mess with me? And, and like, he's like, yeah, sure. Like, and like Dave, like if you ever get to meet Dave at excellence, he's like, literally when people say salt of the earth people, like he's the salt of the earth person. Um, he's just nicest person you'll ever meet. And he told my opponents not to screw with me. And literally I went through the whole tag match, everything. And people hit me in the stomach and kicked me in the stomach and stuff, but like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm in my gear and I'm like, I got to pee. So then at excellence, you would, there was like a exit curtain. So I went through the exit curtain, looped around the building and went to the bathroom and I'm standing peeing, and I uh, I farted while I was peeing. <laughs> Shit my pants. <laughs> so it didn't technically happen in, in the, ring. the ring. Yeah, yeah. Dodged a bullet there. But, yeah, didn't happen in the ring. Uh, like I have a goofy like we wrestled for uh, Luke Gallows owned Wrestle America, mm-hmm. and um, so. As an extra guy, I wrestled in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. It was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And when we were on the way to um, Georgia, we stopped at this breakfast place in the morning. And Mike Mitchell, when I was going to the bathroom and uh, – JP of the extra guys told the waitress that I was a stripper and they bring me from town to town to be a stripper. (laughs) So when I, when I sat, when I sat back down, I guess they had this girl like just starting and the, the like older waitress that was taking care of us. She's like, will you please do one of your dances for her? And I'm like, what dance, what, what dance? And I, (laughs) yeah. So there, then she's like, then Mike Mitchell's like, oh, we, we told her what you do for a living, how you're a male stripper, and we take you from town to town. And I'm like, you did not. I'm like, ma'am, I'm sorry. They, they, they're not all there. And then she's she's like, she's like, well, I, we already hyped her up, so could you, like, dance for her? It was the most awkward. <laughs> like, I, I can't even tell you. Like, I had my two, uh, like, index fingers like pointing up at the sky and Your i was finger like gyrating on this <laughs> yeah like i like i like yeah yeah bro keller like finger gunning it imagine on some woman's thigh like very awkward weird situation. just grinding your junk on a girl's thigh throwing up finger guns yeah 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 and then she like tried to flip me her number and i'm like oh i'm okay Listen, uh, if you're anyone listening from PPW, uh, I think we just found Johnny's new gimmick. If he ever changes, he can. Uh, oh yeah, he, he's gonna be the new male stripper of PPW. Yeah. <laughs> magic Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Magic Johnny. I like that. I think my girlfriend will stab me, but we'll go with it. I still think she should have entered the Rumble and threw you out. I thought that would have been fantastic, but it didn't happen at the the PPW Resolution Rumble. Yeah, but then how would you get the story of me and Andy Hedder? Yeah, you know? very true. Very, very, very true. 
Um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of very positive things come from wrestling, and you know, you meet a lot of great friends and uh, and meet you know get to work with a lot of awesome people. But you also all have the the fortunate thing to talk about where you found you know your 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 love, the love of your life, right? At, at, yeah. At, at, during wrestling, yeah. how did that come about? Um, she started liking my shit. She won't tell you that. But <laughs> she started liking my shit. She was into um, the man at the time. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She uh, she started liking my stuff, and I'm like, who's this? I remember because I was trying, um, I was trying to get myself booked at Dynasty, like in a solo act. Like they had me there as an extra guy, and. I was kind of trying to do my own solo thing and I wasn't with the mighty militia or any team at the time. And I remember looking at the pictures from dynasty and I'm like, who's this? Hey, I'm like, hey I now. remember seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's this chick? And, um, so then I, I added her on Instagram and, you know, I threw a like or two out there. She threw like three or four likes back, and I'm like, okay. You know what the funniest and... thing to do on Instagram is? I, I mean, I'm married, but I do it just to be funny. Is you go on someone's Instagram, just try it. It's really, really funny. Uh, and like you scroll, go to the, even if they have a thousand of them, you scroll all the way down and hit like on their very first picture. It's hilarious because in their mind, in their that's in their the mind, trick. they're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, all that Keita Murray used to do that all the time, and he used to like, you, I, like we used to work in an office together, and you would just hear him giggle. <laughs> and he got such enjoyment out of doing that when someone would friend him. Um, but then I remember she started liking my stuff and I started liking her stuff. And we eventually met um, at, was it Outbreak? No, it wasn't Outbreak. I can't think of the name of the promotion right now. Joe Perfect owned it. I can't remember the name of the promotion. I it it doesn't matter. It was a very you know it wasn't. I bet she remembers. They the weren't promotion. allowed. To, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I remember the <laughs> fire hall or whatever we were in. But I uh, I had a long night the night before, and I remember like I was I was wrestling Jamie Senegal that night and i remember telling jamie on the way up i'm like yo this christina marie chick is here and i want to talk to her and he's like okay you're trying to get me to get you to get to her and i'm like yeah that would work perfectly if you could do that because <laughs> i was <laughs> i remember like going up to her and i was like, running around like that's how i said my name i was like hi my name is johnny moran and i was just like hi, and like <laughs> i like completely walked away from her and i was like I remember walking by Jamie and I'm like, can't do it. Done. Never going to happen. <laughs> um, then I think it was the following month she was booked at PPW. And I had no intentions on like talking to her or whatever. And she sat down in front of me and she messed something up in the ring with Rick Recon. And I was like, why don't you try doing it this, this, and this way? And she was like, oh, my God, that works so much better. And then it was like kind of an open window. Mm -hmm. And we were just like 
we always would watch each other's matches and like at this point we're just friends mm-hmm. like because that then that kind of clicked in my head i was like oh man i don't want to date a wrestler like and her the same way like your trainers tell you in like you know when you're rest like coming up in training like don't date a wrestler because it's hard to be in the business and there's like the famous macho man randy savage quote of yeah I did a you know, gimmick with my wife. I had a wife in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. now, now I don't have a wife. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I did a promo with a wife and I lost my wife. <laughs> yeah, that, that. And uh, so, like, we always would just, like, message about matches. And, like, she would have matches. She would send it to me. I would send matches to her. And there was a Dynasty show I wasn't booked on. And she asked me where was I this weekend? I'm like, I, I don't have anything. I'm like, I have no show. Like, I have nothing going on. And, um, she said, well, I have dynasty. I could try and get you on. I'm like, ah, the promoter's kind of being a dickhead to me. And it was Chris Envy at the time. Chris, you were kind of a dickhead to me. So if you listen <laughs> to this, you were a dickhead. <laughs> um, so he was kind of blowing me off and I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm like, let me think about it. And then like the Friday before I remember I was like, Hey, like if I come out there, do you want to like hang out afterwards? And she's like, yeah, there's like a bar that my whole family goes to. And I'm like, Oh shit. Well, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. Hi pops. Was like, you don't want to meet the parents on the first date, you know? And like, um, so then we, uh, ended up, I went to her show and, I sold her merch the whole time. It was funny because her dad, like, she told me, like, that's my dad over there. He's going to try and hand you money for a shirt. Don't let him hand you money. And (laughs) he's, like, this little, like, small, like, he's 100% Italian, I think. Yeah. But, like, he looks, like, Irish. He's kind of like me. Like, I'm more Italian than I am anything and most people think i'm like 100 irish i'm an irish italian kid and, as well <laughs> yeah i'm an irish italian polack so what are you gonna do yeah i'm an um, irish italian english yeah that's me oh nice yeah. nice nice so he came over and i remember like he like put the money in the box and he's like i'm her father so i'm paying for this and I'm like, okay you got a boss um, i'm like she told me that too <laughs> yeah yeah she told me that too uh but then like we had, like show ended up being over and I remember we went to the bar together and like I met her whole family and all that. And from that moment on, I remember like, I don't know, we probably didn't date for, I want to say like, it was more serious from that point on. Like we, mm-hmm. we knew each other liked each other, but we like both kept saying like, you know, we're not supposed to do this. And that went on for like two months. And then it finally just was like, all right, I think we should date. How how and long like, you guys been together now? Like time frame? Two years. Nice, awesome, awesome. Honestly, man, I think yeah. like when it comes to, I know it all, it can be a backfiring moment, but it I think honestly for like you guys and like I know Adina and, and, and Chris are dating and stuff, but I mean like you can definitely see when you guys work off each other and you feed off each other and make each other better in, in and out of, and out of the ring. I just, some, you know, not, it's not always a negative thing. And I think, I think you're definitely one of those inspiring moments where he's like, listen, it doesn't have to be something unless you're going to make it negative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. 
So who are some of your um, – I know a lot of the PPW fans are fans when big names come in, but who are some we'll, – we'll, we'll start off with some you know higher names of people who who've, have done stuff in the business, like I guess we'd say like the, the guest spots. Who are some guest spots guys you worked with, and then who are some of your favorite uh, local indie guys that you've worked with? Guest spot guys, I would um, – big time wrestling. I My first name I ever – teamed with worked with did anything with like they my like i wasn't in the extra guys yet this was like my fourth match i was on big time wrestling shouldn't have been on the show john redbeard i owe a lot of my career to mm-hmm. he him and mike mitchell pulled strings to get me on big time wrestling um definitely shouldn't have been in the match but uh it was a six-man tag um and i got there and, like, you know, when you're new and coming up, you kind of just want to talk to your opponents, know your match, go over it a thousand times in your head, and that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went over to Mike Mitchell. I'm like, yo, who are we working? And he's like, I'm trying to work that out now with the promoter. He doesn't have our match set up yet. Because, like, in Scranton at the CYC, that, mind you, I went to the CYC my entire life to watch WWF, like, mm-hmm. when they came in town. So, like, my uncle was coming. This is the only match my dad ever seen me wrestle before he died. So, like, this was huge to me. Like, everyone's coming. Like, people from my work, I'm freaking out. And, like, they don't have a match set because more names found out they were in Scranton and asked to get put on the loop because they live close to Scranton. So, Mike Mitchell comes over to me. He's like, all right. You're not going to be on our team. Your partner, Dan, is going to be on our team. It's going to be you and Kit Cassidy. And we were with Keita Murray at the time. He ended up wrestling um, James Ellsworth. And uh, I was like, well, what about Keita? Because like, they like, cause they said, you're teaming with Shane. And I'm like, who the hell is Shane? I was like, uh, and Mike Mitchell knew that Like when I was a kid, I used to call myself the franchise Johnny Moran. Mm, yep. As a kid, so he was just like, I don't know, some some indie worker named Shane, and I'm like, <laughs> well, like Kita, we know Kita, like Kita's not gonna screw this match up, and we all know him. Why wouldn't? Why would we want to put some Shane guy in our match? And he's like, I don't know, that's what promoter wants, so we're stuck with it. So, and then I'm like, oh. I'm like beating myself up as I'm walking the entrance way to walk to the back to meet this Shane guy, and. I see the promoter. I'm like, hey, where's Shane? I kind of just want to, you know. He goes, it's Shane. Like, relax. Like, he's in this locker room. And I was like, all right. And, like, I kind of just, like, rolled my eyes, walked by the guy, walked in the door, opened the door, and it's fucking Shane Douglas. (laughs) And, like, needless to say, my mouth dropped to the floor. And he's like, hi, Shane. And I'm like, hi, I know who you are. Hi, I'm John. I'm, hi, I'm the franchise Johnny Moran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be you as a child. <laughs> one of our uh, uh, one of our pod uh, guys on the podcast, his dad is a, is a really big guy. He's not on the show as much as he wants to be, but behind the scenes, he's always talking to us. Um, his one of his favorite wrestlers is is uh, Shane Douglas. Yeah, of all time, I, like, he 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 holds Shane Douglas's with like I we always joke around like I'm a Shawn Michaels guy. And he's like Shawn Michaels sucks. Shane Douglas is way better. And, like we always we always argue and fight all the time. Yeah, like Steve Austin is my guy. Like if I had to pick like my favorite wrestler of all time, 
but I have two Steve Austin like shirts coming to the mail, but good thing my wife doesn't live as much. I make so much content, she can't keep up with it all. But yeah, she when she finds out two more shirts are showing up, she's gonna kill me. Wow, that's crazy. I got the I got the Stone Cold shirt that CM Punk wore during his pipe bomb, and then I got the old school Austin three sixteen one. They were on WWE shop for fifteen bucks. I was like, Yep, they're going. They're coming home to me. <laughs> I've a yeah, you can't pass that. Up. I have uh, my wife went through my T shirt collection. She only got a, she only got a half of it done because she has to order more bins, but um. Two uh-huh. two full bins are full of wrestling shirts, so I think I have like 150 wrestling shirts, and that's pro and indie indie ones. And I still need to add a Johnny Moran one and a Christina Marie to that bin. But every time you don't have the fat guy sizes, so I I, I haven't just had a chance to get well, any of the I new ones a, yet. I have a Teespring now. Oh, you have a Teespring. I have a Teespring's now. So does she. Well, here's so what we'll she. do. We both have Teespring. Let's do let's do something. We'll set it up for uh-huh. for uh, uh, PPW. I'll you send me your sizes, you and her sizes, and then you bring uh, you bring one of my sizes to your show, and we'll do a shirt trade. Oh, okay. Sound, Sound good? Because I, I have I have one yeah. for facade and Deshaun Pratt. We're doing a t a t trade. So I'll, I'll send after this is over. Send me your uh, your sizes, and I'll make sure they're there for the next PPW show. Sweet. I like doing. Sounds I like how pro. Me. I like how uh-huh. people do the jersey trade. So we're going to start doing that with t trades. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, she's gonna kill me if I get any more wrestling shirts. Like, <laughs> I literally, I've been like trying to start like selling them now because I have so many wrestling shirts. What sizes? Like, I have uh, <laughs> probably anywhere from anywhere from XL to medium. All because right. when I used to amateur wrestle, I was a medium. Yeah. There, there's like three mediums in there. If any XLs, let me know. Send me send me photos. I'll take them off your hands. Okay. No problem. No yeah, problem. I have especially if they're older school ones, I love rich like I love going thrift shopping and finding like a wrestling shirt in the rack. I like that is the greatest feeling in the entire plant. I got a cactus jack shirt like that. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's I love it. That's awesome. I have a t-shirt. It's the only thing in the world I have a problem with is t-shirts. I have I I, I go to a wrestling show. I think the last not the last one, but two before that. I went to a PPW show and I might have dropped like a hundred, hundred and twenty eight bucks, a hundred and twenty bucks on T-shirts, and that's yeah, that she, wasn't uh, even that she, she, that wasn't even counting uh, Tim stuff. I, I that was I I only got right. one team shirt from Tim that day because I ended up getting like every like I'm at the point now where I have almost the entire PPW roster's T-shirts. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Yeah. She she like went through my closet one day and she was just like, "How are we gonna live together when you have six thousand wrestling shirts?" I'm like, "I'll start selling them." <laughs> my I'm wife like, just wears my I'm shirts. Not sell. <laughs> she just puts. Yeah, them on. Well, she does too. But she's she's like, she's like, it's not humanly possible for someone to have this many t-shirts. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure there's people that have more than I do. Yeah, four four hundred and thirty. You could tell her <laughs> this guy right yeah, here. I'll, and I'll that's not even know. that's not even counting the full collection. That's just what we got up to. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, and I ordered. <laughs> they just came in the other day, and she, I snuck them into the bins. I got a Lacey Evans, I got a, a Io Shirai, oh. I got a uh, yeah. Daniel Bryant, and I got the the Bray oh, Wyatt Vince Vince McMahon shirt that says "This is good shit." Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you gotta have that shirt. <laughs> yeah, so I had to, and then I have an Orange Cassidy coming in the mail, so I had to. She doesn't know where. I think she knows. She doesn't know about that. I have El Cat. I have the Orange Cassidy, and I got the generic, the, the Jericho's uh, Le Champion bandana. Because I have to oh, be nice. COVID safe, you know. Yeah, but did you see on Teesprings you can make your own? No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I actually unlocked all um, the all the special merch, but the problem is, it's you have to go through a weird process to get everything on there. 
Um, so I'm just waiting for it to like be put on to put on like you do like the t-shirts where you just the picture of the t-shirt you drop you drop and drag your logo and you're done but we just we just hit all of our sales goals so we have hats pins back we could do it all now but it's just it's just pain in the ass to put them all together so i'm just waiting for them to update it so i can do it yeah i'm, I'm not a huge fan on how they have that like so like print on like sweatpants and hats and all that yeah they're, they're eventually going to add it so it's just it's exactly like the t-shirts but they're still working on it yeah that's how the, it, it needs to be like that because mm-hmm. the other way is such a process because like you have to put a link in I, there and then you have to you have to wait for them to yeah. send you what it looks like and approve it it's like that's too much yeah like why can't it be as simple as the t-shirts yeah, and, and, I, and like all I said, that. I have five podcasts that i have to do so i have to do five different logos you know i'm, like, I'm not waiting for all that like, i'm just waiting for you guys to update it yeah i when i first opened my teesprings like alex was the one that convinced me to do it and i, I put them on the like, teespring i was like you got to go to teespring <laughs> ah, <laughs> yep. so you're the innovator of the innovator yeah <laughs> we always work with, if, so, I, if i find something out i usually tell them about it and vice versa yeah he uh he put me onto it because I didn't like, I felt like there was too much. Everybody is on pro wrestling tees. So I'm like, I kind of want like my own place that like not everybody has. Mm-hmm. And like Teesprings is, and you can set, my so you can set your own prices. You can set your own, you can, you can put your own sales. You can say if you want free shipping mm-hmm. this month, like I just feel there's more to it than just pro wrestling tees. Yeah. And like my first week I sold five items. I've got a free product. Second week, I sold five items. I got a discount. Third week, I sold five products, and I got a giveaway, and then everything was unlocked for me. Yeah. And it's funny. Now I think everything is unlocked for everyone because I literally just made Christina's yesterday, and everything's unlocked for her. I don't know if it's because it was on my computer and everything was already unlocked for me or what Did you make a whole new account for her, like brand new everything? Yeah. Oh wow. Maybe they, maybe they did unlock it for. I know they said they were going to unlock it for everybody soon. So that I guess that was the they finally got there, which is good. Yeah. I cannot wait to get hat. I'm a hat guy. I like my trucker hat. So I'm yeah. so happy I have hats now. Yeah. I just can't wait to do them. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. So uh, we'll 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 round up here so I don't keep you forever. But uh, who are, who are no, some of the can- guys? Who are some of the guys in the industry, like local uh, talent-wise, you like you you want to work with, or you enjoyed working with? Um, people I enjoy working with, um, I would say John West, um, Adam Chandler. Like I've had so many matches with these guys, and like West, I've worked babyface. Uh, I don't think I ever worked him heel. I was almost gonna say I worked him as a heel. But, like, I've teamed with West, um, wrestled against West. Like, he's hands down my favorite opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, very next, though, is Adam Chandler. Like, Adam Chandler is a pleasure to work with, and I've worked him, like, so much this, like, past couple months um, at multiple different promotions. And he's another one I've teamed with and I've fought against. Um Hollow Wicked, I would say. That's probably my best match I ever had. Um, it was for the Excellence Heavyweight Championship. And it was at Excellence Professional Wrestling. Uh, that's probably my best match. And he's 
it, it was just like he was like you know when like someone is called the measuring stick like mm-hmm. he is the measuring stick and like i was like so ready for that match like i was doing double cardio to like have myself ready for it and it was just so important to me to like prove to him that i was a good wrestler and i remember just walking through the curtain like walking back through the curtain and he was back there before i was because i was a baby face selling in the ring and i came through the curtain and he was right there and he was like i don't have anything to tell you that match was great i was like shit like i almost fainted i was so happy you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um uh people i'd love you worked work you with. worked with uh what's his name in atomic uh, chubby daddy right well he's not chubby daddy anymore just trajan did you have a tragic match with Trajan the one weekend? Or am I thinking of something else? No, I didn't have a match with Trajan there. I've had matches with Trajan at True. That's what it was at True. Yes. I seen I... one post you guys worked. I'm a big I'm, I like his work. He's really fun. I wish I oh, yeah, no, I wish I had seen you and Trajan work. That would have been a cool match to watch. Yeah, it was me, Trajan, and Dame Danger Jameson, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um at True. And it was, yeah, it was a really good match. I remember when Trajan was training at Backbreakers. Like, mm-hmm. I always would request him to be my ref. And I'd always have, like, some, like, fuck finish that, like, I would have him involved. Because he's like, he's like, whenever I ref your goddamn match, I have to do something. <laughs> like, I watched like exactly him. exactly why I pick you. I watched him at GSW right before this, the whole world ended. Um, during a match, yeah. the referee didn't count fast enough for Trajan, so he stood up and he grabbed him by his face and kissed him on the lips and said, I just kissed you in front of my lady over there. <laughs> now, next time, count faster. <laughs> it was, and the yeah. ref had no idea it was coming. And I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's nuts. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people I want to wrestle that I haven't, uh, Bro Keller is probably the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can count this, but Sean Carr, I've never had a one-on-one oh with Sean PPW, Carr. Pre, please bring him back to PPW. He was unbelievable. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. I was. It was supposed to happen um, at New York Championship Wrestling, but I, I think it, there was like a massive snowstorm. Or, yeah, there was a massive snowstorm. And the date had to get switched to the Sunday. So I was originally wrestling Sean Carr, ended up getting changed to HC Loke. And he wrestled the Saturday before or the Saturday night before the Sunday, got injured. And then I just was supposed to wrestle Mike Skyros. That was supposed to like be a surprise at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just wrestling some random uh, person on the show because of that. But it was like a crazy weekend. I'll never forget that. But yeah. like, I was did he technically to lose his belt at PPW, or did he re- have to relinquish it? I forget what happened with that. I, I'm, I'm trying to recall too. I don't remember if he ever actually lost it. I know he had it. He won it, and then I don't know if he actually if he dropped it or if he just like wasn't able to come or he took that that break from wrestling for a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what the what the thing was there. No, I think he lost it to a Vander. Is that what it was? Yeah, you know what? You are right. That's exactly what happened. Because Evander was the next guy in line there. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure he lost it to Evander. Mm-hmm. So you're currently um, PPW's television champ at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you are also yes. a champion. You're, you're a champion at what uh, the other promotion. I don't I don't know offhand. 
Uh, New York Championship Wrestling. I'm the heavyweight champion. Yeah. So you're you're currently holding two belts. Now I don't know what other belts yes. on the promotions, but you are you are just the heavyweight championship away from being PPW Grand Slam champion. I am. Has I that am. ever been done at PPW? Has anyone ever been Grand Slam Grand 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 Slam champion before? I think Alpha Junior was. I'm pretty sure there was like a match where he like won all the belts or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like early days of PPW. Yeah. Um, but just putting it out in the universe. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It, you know, like that's always my. You know, if I ever like, because it, it, like, honestly, like PPW is where I start. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first promotion outside of my school that I had a match at. So like it, it, that would be a like monumental moment for me to win the heavyweight title at PPW. Here, here's like, a fan. Here's a fantasy booking. You, you, you win, yeah. you win uh PPW heavyweight champion and they get Sean Carr to come back and your first title advances against PPW former heavyweight champ Sean Carr. Boom. Write it. Put it in the books. The only way, the only way that would be better is if I beat Clutch for it, just yeah. so that we can have the uh, arrogance of excellence explode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because now, you, that, now you, the the official what was this, the the stable, the one that everybody was a member of. I was right. Uh, undeniable. Undeniable. You heard that theme song fourteen times in a night every time. <laughs> I was like, man, this stable's got too big. <laughs> oh, I know, and like. He was the worst too. Ryan Race, like, I got custom music made, and he made Bob the music guy play his uh, undeniable theme, and I'll never forget it because when we're at Impact, um, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, this is copywritten, like the undeniable music." I'm like, "Yes." Uh, I'm like, "I'm like, I don't give a shit what we come out to, anything but that goddamn song." Yeah, like, <laughs> Clutch a- loves it, but it fits Clutch. Yeah, he's a uh, he's like, a that great. Music ma- fit. Clutch. He's a Robbie. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a good manager. Like I like him on the ring being a manager, but like when he just hits the curtain and he has to come exact right back out again, it's like, man, really? I think the stable's a little too much, <laughs> a little too big. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Like at one point we had two security guards. Yeah, it, it was it was too big. I'm kind of happy it's over mm-hmm. and we didn't have like a whole like explosion over, but. I think the only thing that really happened explosion wise was when Andy left. Yeah. And then it's setting up the, yeah. the U header and Chris Banks. Well, depending on who wins between Chris Banks and Andy Header would take on you for your T V title at who knows how it's gonna be booked now. If they're coming back to a yeah, super well, show or I mean, like what they're gonna do. I mean, honestly it just makes more sense for me to wrestle both of them at this point. I honestly like, I think have- I think that'd be fine. If 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 they come back and they say, you know what, first show back we go super show and we're just going to make yeah. it a triple threat. First off, as a fan, mm-hmm. I would love to watch that use three in the ring because I think it'd be fantastic, fantastic match. And uh, there's another guy I've never wrestled, Chris Banks. Yeah, and Chris Chris Banks said he's. I mean, I talked to Chris Banks backstage the one night because he he messaged me on Facebook the one time, and it was kind of out of the blue, and I didn't realize that him and him and Adina were were dating. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not really sure who this guy is. I get that. I usually get it, you know, sometimes because of the wrestling podcast. And then we just kind of start chatting, and then we met at a show, and I was like, oh man, this like he's super cool, man, really cool guy to talk to. Uh, we have an ongoing yeah. joke at. Uh, at, at the GSW show, he was his babyface character, cool cat Chris Banks, and he was really nice. And mm-hmm. then when I interviewed him at the for the podcast on uh, 
at PPW. He was he was like a dick. He was heel. So I was like, man, I can't stand yeah. Chris Banks. But Chris, cool cat Chris Banks is he's he's a swell guy. So he's he signed a ten uh, 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 one of his headshots for me. And he's like, cool cat Chris Banks love Tornado Tag podcast. But Chris but Chris Banks thinks you're an idiot or something like that. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So he really really nice guy. But he did say like one of the two guys he really wants to work there was was you and Header. So that that works out pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, like, it only makes sense now. Yeah. Like, especially after all. Because, like, they were going to run at the True Mill with mm-hmm. no fans. Yeah. And that got kiboshed. And I was going to do commentary that night. Actually, like, the whole show plan, even, like, if the show went on, I have this awesome glittery silver, maybe kind of looks like Jericho's jacket now that <laughs> I saw it on AEW after i bought it but i've never got to wear this wear this yeah and i was gonna wear it while i was doing commentary and then whatever may have happened that was supposed to happen that didn't happen yeah um i was gonna wear that during the commentary and at the show and now it's just sitting at my you know i'm like <laughs> sitting staring at me and just like we're never gonna wear you <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen i cannot yeah. wait for wrestling to come back man it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic what are some other promotions that you definitely we talked about black breaker we talked about you know ppw we talked about uh true um, atomic what are some other names out there some promotions that you haven't worked or you have worked that you that people should know about in the northeast pennsylvania area uh new york championship wrestling 100 percent. like people should know about it mm-hmm. they don't really know about it but like the guy that owns that his name is johnny patches and He's the first promoter that's ever put a heavyweight championship on me. And he literally, you know, he was in a paper the other day and he's like, you know, there's one guy that's our champion right now that I just believe in. And like, I never had anybody like back me like that. Mm -hmm. So it like meant a lot to me. Yeah. And that place holds a very special place to me. And it's like, there's a ton of talent there and he's trying to do different things. Like, during this quarantine, he, well, it's supposed to be a secret, but we'll tell it on this podcast. He invested and he's getting a steel cage built. He nice. bought brand, he bought brand new women's title. Uh, they have a title called the Empire State title. And they have a new title that I can't talk about because I already gave away the cage, but they have another title that he had made and they're all custom belts. They don't look like anybody else's belts. I just shared them the other day if you want to check them out. Cool. And, and they're, where they're where in New York are they located? Um, it's uh, northern New York. It's um, like the Albany area, mm-hmm. Whiteboro, like near there. It's far north. That's why a lot of people like they call it like the North New York scene. And he's very good there. And like the heavyweight title I have, it's made by the same guy that makes the UK belts. Oh wow, that's it's, a gorgeous belt. It's the heaviest. Yeah, like I'll bring it to PPW and let you hold it. Um, it's the heaviest belt I've ever felt. Andy's replica like New down, Japan but... Championship title feels like it's like a boulder. Yeah. It feels like a, I'm a strongman competition. You hold it. It's it's great. And it's a replica New Japan. I can't even imagine what the real one feels like. So this belt. Now, I beat a guy named High Voltage Omar for it, and I cashed in. Like, I was the first ever winner of the brass ring ladder match. I still have the brass. <laughs> The brass, the brass ring, ring like, <laughs> yeah so i cashed my brass ring in after his hardcore match and he wears baby oil 
I literally never touched this belt ever before the moment in the ring where you see me pick this belt up and I literally the ref hands me the belt. I'm like, Holy shit. Is this heavy? And I'm trying not to like give that face off. Like I'm trying to like be a mean, nasty heel. Yeah. And I go to the top rope. I put one foot up, put the other foot up and I go to lift my arm and there's baby oil on this belt. Belt slips right out of my hand, drops on the floor. So I literally just went with it. I jumped down off the top rope and I looked at it and I was like, God damn heavy belt. And I just like got right back up there. That was so embarrassing. (laughs) That's awesome. All Um, right, man. Well, uh, is there anything else in closing you want to, you want to put out there or talk about? Yeah. Um, another, well, just to keep going on those. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. I just have two more. I'll get out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Immortal Championship Wrestling, same same area as uh, New York Championship Wrestling. They do great things out there. The promoter is Mike King. They used to be Dynasty. They broke apart. Uh, Chris and Mike had a disagreement, and now Chris runs Immortal Championship Wrestling. It's kind of like PPW of Northern New York. Hmm. It's like Albany. That's where Christina lives. So it's funny. Like the biggest promotion in Northern New York is where Christina lives biggest promotion in pa where i live ppw and like we both live in the opposite end didn't she have is she's she's champion at that one is that the one she's champion at yes. that she wasn't able to be at the one ppw yes. show yeah yes yes she's the women's champion that's that show i was at the last ppw i was i was wrestling i don't know if you know the wrestler's name his name's uh isis effects Mm-mm. he used to wrestle at gsw really good i uh, trained mike skyros uh kevin cartwright I mean, it like he used to be like one of the biggest guys on the East Coast, um, and he's just coming out of retirement now. It's like he never left. He's fantastic. I worked him at Immortal. Great show if you're up in Northern New York to check out. I'd hate to not talk about high tension wrestling. I was gonna, Alex Waddle beat me up. I was going to close with that, but yeah, I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll bring it up because there's another guy that if I said someone doesn't believe in me, you know, that he's always believed in me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of those guys that was just an off chance, like just how I met you, like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? Sure. Yeah. And I remember Paul Bo grabbed me. He's like, hey, there's there's two guys that are doing a podcast. Would you go do it? I'm like, sure. Like, free promotion. Why would I not do a podcast? I love wrestlers that are like, no, I won't do your podcast. Like, who, what's your podcast basis? It's like, who are you? You know what I mean? We're all I, on the I reached out to somebody happens. and uh, I said, "Would you be interested in my podcast?" And the response was fifty to a hundred. <laughs> I was like, "You yeah, have a great day." Like, get real. <laughs> yeah, get real. Get real. Like we help promote, we co-promote with this. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't an right indie now, guy, but well, I mean technically he's indie now because nobody is really reaching out to him. But I'll tell you, right. off, I'll tell you off air who it is. <laughs> yeah, but like that's you know that's what you get and then those kind of people don't realize and that's why they are where they are mm-hmm. um but this is like co-promotion thing yeah and he was like he just like he just started making me laugh on the podcast i'll never forget it i had the biggest beard of my life and this podcast made me shave my beard because i was like <laughs> i look disgusting and good thing i did because like the next month <laughs> i that's when i started dating christina marie yeah, and she never saw me. You, I don't know if you remember. I had like a huge curly mustache at one point. Uh huh. 
She never saw me with that mustache. I used to hide behind things. <laughs> it's a good thing you started like. dating Christina too, because Alex said he was making his moves soon. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I have to fight him off. <laughs> but on, honestly, like any any promo you see of mine, any graphic you see of mine, Alex Watt, hundred percent did it. Yeah, I never do them. Um, he helps me out with anything. Like anytime I'm thinking about doing a promo or cutting a promo or anything. I run it by him first. Yep. And he always gives me feedback, good or bad. Yep. Like same here. He's one of those people that's always been there. Yeah. Good guy. You can't you can't say one bad thing about Alex. No. Um my my I'll tell you my little introduction. So I I put a post out saying, you know, hey, there's a show in Hazleton PPW. We're going to be be there as the podcast. We're going to go watch the show and then we'll give you a review. So then Paul messages me and he's like, "Hey, I see you're coming to the show." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You know, I just want to let you guys know you can't record or anything. I was like, no, no, we're not, we're not bringing anything. We're just coming as fans. We're going to support the show the whole nine. So I come in and I see like Alex at the front table and he's just staring at me. And I was like, why is this guy staring at me like this? I was like, all right, whatever. So I went up and sat in my seat and like every now and then I'd look over towards the table and like, we're making eye contact, but then we would like do that high school thing where you could turn our heads like, no, no, no. Right. So then I, I yeah. find out more that he's the podcast team. And I was like, Oh man, I hope he doesn't think I'm like coming to step on toes, but I didn't really want to approach him. And then he was thinking the same thing. Like I want to talk to him, but I don't want to approach him. So then like two or three shows go by and then he's like, we just started talking and then we just like how you're saying, he's just a super sweet dude. And like I said, he helps us with a lot of graphics. He helps like, you know what I mean? We, we bring the equipment to PPW shows and then he, him, him and the wicked turtle team, you know, him and Paul edit it. So it's like, we ha like, even though we're two separate entities, we do work very, very well together, which is really cool. And Alex is a sweetheart. I'm really, really excited for high tension. Like it's, I think that's going to be a good time. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel awful that like his first show had to get deterred, and you know, we don't. He, he doesn't know when he's gonna have the next show. Yeah. You know, because like he like he's told me he's like, I don't want to put a date out there and then this all get changed. Like, we don't know what's gonna happen when everyone's out in the open. Yeah, so, they they may open stuff up and then say you're only allowed to have gatherings of fifty people, and you don't want to run a wrestling show like that either. Yeah. Let, let's be honest, like no one wants to see a wrestling show in front of 50 people. It sometimes happens, mm -hmm. but especially on that end, like that's like that's something that he wants to make some kind of a profit off of. You yeah. know what I mean? Like or at least, you know, be able to recycle. What you we know should what I mean? do, though, like, if that... we should hang 50 tickets around the arena and then 50 fans have to go in there and fight for the 50 tickets. So this way you See, know you're brilliant idea. you know you're getting like the top fifty fans that are really really want to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they could find out what it's like to take a bump on that ring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that that's one of the reasons why you weren't allowed to record because there was a prior podcast that would literally just come in there record shit on the entire product, and then you know. Oh really? Like if you really hate that show that much, like why even come? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Listen, it's okay to have uh, your like. There is some things that happen that I may not be the biggest fan of, but I also don't know. Like even watching wrestling, like I know some people are like, "Oh, this whole thing that just happened on Raw is horrible. I think it's a terrible idea." I'm like, but you don't know the payoff to it. Like, let's wait a little bit. Like right now, you can say not a fan of it, but you need to be a little perspective and be like, "Listen, there's someone's hard work and creative going into this. Let's see what the payoff is." And if the payoff sucks, that's, then okay, then you could be like, you know, it yeah. wasn't for me. But I don't know. I just don't see what the gratification is of just t dumping on everything all the time. It's just not fun to live your life like that. Yeah, just negative people. Yeah. Just being negative. And it, it, a lot of times, too, like, 
and I hate to take that stance. It's like you've never taken a bump or done anything that we're doing in the ring. Mm -hmm. So I get your opinion and I respect it. But like, don't come at me like, oh, you don't you didn't like this performance or whatever you're going to say to like try and use an inside word. Yeah. Like to get on my good side, but then shit all over everything that we're doing. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, it's not up to us, like how the ending is, how the angle is going. Like, yeah, we get input on it, but, you know, we can fight for that input. But sometimes we're going right when everybody wants to go left. We're still going right because that's where they want to go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, anything anything in closing? No, I mean, if you could just, you know, check me out on my Instagram. It's Johnny Moran underscore. Check out my Teespring store, um, my Twitter. That's Johnny Moran underscore also. And my Facebook page. I have a like page. I'm trying to limit my friend spend. So you can go to my like page, Johnny Moran the Wrestler. And my YouTube channel, if you just look up Johnny Moran, the wrestler, you'll find my page. I upload. I literally have over 400 and some odd matches on there. Wow. And promos and all sorts of stuff. Do you take- I even have my original bodybuilding stuff on there. Oh, wow. That's great. What, What's now, that? What did, you, what did you wrestle in college at? What weight? Uh, 174. And then what, what was your weight at bodybuilding when you put, when you put everything on? Uh, my first show was 174. Uh, my second show, I was 185. Third show, I was at uh, 195. And then Holy I just kind of stayed at 195, 200. Yeah. That's still a lot of, that's a lot of muscle mass from 175. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that, well, the hardest thing was for me, like I went into bodybuilding after I did amateur wrestling. So like my, there. Like, I was doing, like, five miles a day running and stuff, and, like, I had to slow my cardio back Mm -hmm. just to get, like, my muscle back because I, like, destroyed a lot of muscle. Yeah. Just for months. So it was was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, when we when we end on this too, uh, definitely send me over all your links and I'll put them in the in the description below. So everything that he's saying, you can go check out. You can check out below down in the descriptions and go give all those accounts a follow and go support him uh, and go buy some merchandise and rock your own Johnny Moran merchandise. Thank you. But yeah, man, thank you so much for doing the interview. Um, I really appreciate it. If you have anything else ever going on or you just want to come on the show and talk wrestling with us, you're always more than welcome to. Um, can't wait to see you again in person. We could do our shirt exchange. And uh, once again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, make, make sure you go support and follow uh, Johnny Moran. I, I thank you for having me. Also, I do have a favor to ask. Though. Sure. You have... You have this Redskins podcast. Yes, I do. I have been a Redskins fan since no I was way. a little boy. So, yes, I, I totally forgot to bring it up while we were talking. Like when we were talking before. You yeah, have I'm now you have just become Redskins. my favorite wrestler because you're a Redskins fan. <laughs> yeah, I have Reds. I have Redskins gear. Do you really? I have two different sets of Redskins gear. Oh my god! You know, I was rooting for Andy yeah. for that belt, but if you walk out in Redskins yeah. gear, I may hit Andy with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i have two i'll send you a picture of them i have two different sets like one set got screwed up on and it looks like a thong on me so that like only gets worn plus it has a man and i can't take it off it yeah um but there's a second set that i've worn at bpw 
Well, I record every, well usually Wednesday night. We record that show. If you if you ever bored on a Wednesday night, and you want to talk Redskins with us, you can join us on the podcast. No, I definitely do. And it's like since I've started wrestling, I haven't watched that much football, and mm-hmm. I would love and like that like being on that or coming to visit on that like will make me watch the Redskins. So we have really I'll cool merch I for that show too. To Just putting it out there. Oh, see. <laughs> we, I may, we took. I may want that. Right? We took the uh, we took the Redskins logo and just put the bro. The show's name is Bros on the Warpath, so we just kind of put that in yeah. the logo, and then we made another one. I know, I know, people are like, oh, it looks like ketchup. That's because Heinz uses the same thing, but we took the Keystone, like the Pennsylvania Keystone, yeah. and we changed the circle and turned it into the Keystone that says Bros on the Warpath. Because oh, we're two Redskins fans from Pennsylvania, so yeah, maybe maybe we'll work out something where you yeah. can come on and talk. We'll, we'll we'll maybe we'll do it once the season starts, so this way you can like watch a game and do like a post game talk with us. Yeah. Um, also, Devontis from Shakar uh, fame. He is a huge Redskins fan. He lives in the middle of Philly, so I'm like, I don't know how you survive. But yeah. <laughs> it, uh, and like he's in the Moran gang so like if you want him on too we can get him on too oh fantastic I always love hearing about a fellow Redskins fans because there's not many of us it's hard to find us <laughs> oh I know I know well I, I didn't know about him either until uh, Alex's video for the wrestlers like arms of an angel video yeah if you watch it he has this huge Redskins uh, blanket behind him. I'm like, yo, I have that same blanket. You're a Redskins fan. He's like, yeah, <laughs> nice. Like, you got to send awesome. me. You got to send me his his Instagram or whatever so I can add him so we can bond over Redskins Redskins love. But I'll tell you what, man. The Redskins no the Redskins Twitter community has been unbelievable. Like we made a Twitter yeah. account for that page and we're all, we're almost up over like 200 likes. And we have other Redskins podcasts oh, who reach out to us and like, yo, you're doing a great job. We like your show and like, and then obviously they listen to that and like, oh, you also do a wrestling one. I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. I do five different shows. They're like, yeah, you're crazy. I don't know how you how you <laughs> do insane. that many things. Yeah, but uh, and then some of them follow our beer show. It's it's really really fun, man. But the Redskins Twitter community has been fantastic. Um, hopefully yeah, our goal I- is we can get like a, a player to call in or tweet us or something. Uh, the one podcast we we went on and guest spotted on their show, they've already had yeah. like like direct messages with players and former players and stuff so it's like hmm. and then we're like guest spotting on we're only three episodes in so it's really cool man i'm really excited i'm that's a brand new one we just started yeah i saw that and i was like oh man i love this yeah oh man i'm huge huge redskins guy i won't buy like everyone keeps asking whose jersey you're buying like out of the new i'm like i don't there's only one active player i own a jersey for and every single time I own a jersey, nine times out of ten, they're not in the team the following year. So I stop buying new player jerseys. I only buy legendary ones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I get my RG3 one. I got it all, like, Bought the, three of them. <laughs> that. I, I had the throwback one. Yep. It was, like, the, the deep burgundy or something yep. crazy. The deep burgundy yeah. one. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's a tight fit. makes my arms look great. And, you know, <laughs> I, uh, watching that game. Literally, I, I always tell people, I'm like, I've never seen a horse die, but I watched RG3 die in a playoff game once. Yep. That, and then I was a huge Alfred Morris coaches. fan, bought his jersey, gone, yeah. gone. Mm. Led the team most most rushing yards in one season as a Redskin, his second year in. I'm yeah. like, this guy's going to be our franchise. He's our, like, he's our main running back, gone, gone forever. Yeah. I bought his jersey, he's gone. The only player yeah. I own right now is Ryan Kerrigan, and our defensive line is so insane that he's actually going to be coming off as a, as a backup, you know what I mean? Which is insane to even think about that. Ryan Kerrigan is not probably our starting defensive pass rush, which is like 
insane to me because he's so he's still so good. But our, yeah, we're going to be murdering quarterbacks this year. <laughs> quarterbacks yeah, are in trouble. Yeah. That's good though. <laughs> yeah, Eagles first week. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be there a long day. For, it's gonna be a long day for Carson. <laughs> yes, sir. And how about Carson's backup? His his last name is Hertz. So every time they're going to be on the bench together, taking photo, like uh, it's going to be Wentz Hertz. <laughs> every yeah. single, it's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> like like when the Patriots had Gay Love on the bench. Oh yeah. They're like, you don't sit next to each yeah. other. Move down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Once again, man, thank you so much. And you know what? I'm I'm even more of a Johnny Moran fan. You need Johnny Moran somehow, like a Redskins color merch. You needed to somehow figure that out. I, I, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I was going to do it when I had the gear um, made, but, like, I didn't sell enough of my other shirts to, like, switch on to something else. Yeah. So, like, well, do you know, do you know where, world. do you know where the origin of the Washington Redskins come from? No, I don't. I'm so sorry. there used to be a team in Pottsville called the Potts Maroons. They were an NFL football team. They actually won the championship, the NFL championship. They beat the Cardinals. But because in this season they played Notre Dame's Four Horsemen as like an exhibition game, they got their championship yeah. stripped from them, and it actually ended up bankrupting the team. So the team went under, and all of the key players went from uh, Pottsville to Boston, became the Boston Reds, and then went from Boston to Washington and became the Washington Redskins. That's insane because I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Yeah. I like Notre Dame and I like the Washington Redskins. That they, they are exactly that. my two teams as well. <laughs> oh, that's insane! All of my teams except Notre Dame are all teams from the Washington. I mean, I still I follow the Bulls, but I'm more of a Wizards fans because I I, I didn't really like the way the Bulls did Jordan Jordan and that last team dirty. Um, and this is before yeah. before the documentary came out, and then I fell back in love with the Bulls with Derrick Rose, and that worked. Went and bought his jersey, bought like four of those, and uh, that worked out great. Him and RG three <laughs> go down knee injuries the same year, um, and they were both sponsored by Adidas, yeah. I believe too, which is awesome. I'm a huge Adidas fan, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so there's and the Redskins used to their training camp used to be out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. So there's a lot of Redskins history in Pennsylvania. Man, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so I, and, and Pottsville's like the next town over from me, so it's kind of neat that like yeah, it's it's uh, that history. So where it all started. Yep. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. I'll end the podcast here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Check all the links below. Make sure you show your support, and we'll see you guys next time.